The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. So happy to have you here. Don't forget about our Cruise Radio Insider Facebook page. A lot of cruise news talk going on over there. Uh, Just look us up, Cruise Radio Insider on Facebook. We'll also link to it in the show notes here at cruiseradio.net. And our daily Cruise Radio News podcast now up, basically just daily hits of the news. Uh, you can find it right on iTunes where you're listening to this show. And I'll also link to the non-iTunes version in the show notes at cruiseradio.net. Now with the interview, Gnome just returned from a seven-night southbound trip uh, aboard Celebrity Millennium in Alaska. He started in Seward and he ended in Vancouver and he joins us this evening. Hey, Gnome, how you doing? Awesome, Doug. Thank you. Yeah, man. Welcome home. Let's take a step back before we talk about Celebrity Millennium. I understand this is your first cruise on Celebrity. So what made you want to sail Celebrity? Well, I'd heard a lot about their service and the quality of their food, and I was really anxious to to try that out and also to see how the decor of their ships were laid out compared to some of the other lines I had been on. So I was really uh, really excited to try them out. I know you've done Princess in Alaska, so was it maybe a compare and contrast type of thing as well? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to compare the, the two sailings. Uh, the, the previous one I had done on Princess was a round trip out of Seattle, and this was the, the one way leaving out of Seward, so I wanted to see how the variance was in the itinerary and what those experiences were like. So I understand you came from Arizona, so you went from Arizona to northern Alaska. What kind of logistics were involved with that? Uh, we're lucky to have, in the summers, a nonstop flight from mm. Phoenix to Anchorage. So we flew in the evening before and stayed at a Courtyard Marriott by the airport. And then the next day, the big Alaska bus tour company picked us up at our hotel at around noon, and we drove down to Seward from there. It took about three hours. And we had planned a, a one-hour stop to uh, visit a nature reserve about halfway down to Seward. It was great. We saw a bunch of different animals like bears and moose and bison. And then we, uh, we made it to the port at about 5 p.m., and the ship was leaving at 8 p.m. Oh, nice. So a little late departure there. Now, uh, I have to tell you, in 320-something shows I've done, I've never had an interview that involved Seward, Alaska. So how was embarkation at Seward, and what did you think of the port? It was really quick. Uh, we were the only ship in port that day. And from the time we got off the bus, it took about 20 minutes all the way through the process. And you know, we had a little bit of a wait to get through the security and, and the check-in, but it was pretty easy. We we had initially planned to take the train, but we changed our minds and did the bus because the bus got to the port about an hour and a half earlier, mm-hmm. and we wanted to avoid any last-minute rush of people getting on board. So it was pretty easy. Nice. So you make your way on board Celebrity Millennium. What were your first impressions? 
Well, being my first time on a, on a celebrity ship, I wasn't expecting the glass of champagne that they handed us as we walked on board. Mm-hmm. That was a very nice touch. And uh, I found that the decor was really sleek and classy, uh, you know, not, uh, not too ornate, but more like a W hotel. Nice. And, uh, you know, I was um, a little nervous. The ship is uh, 15 years old. I think it might be their oldest ship in their fleet. But it, you really wouldn't know it when you step on board. It was very clean and uh you know everything looked updated there weren't really any frayed edges anywhere that we saw so that was really a nice surprise nice so you make your way through the public areas and to your stateroom so what kind of stateroom did you have and what did you think of it we were in an ocean view stateroom on deck two uh, around midship and uh, it was really really nicely done it looked exactly like the pictures on on celebrities website and uh we had a great you know great view from the 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 large portholes so we were able to see to see nice stuff as we're sailing along without having to pay the premium of a balcony yeah yeah definitely of course those balconies are very nice in alaska but yeah they they get a uh, pretty penny for them up there what do you think of the space in the cabin as far as for the storage and luggage and all that you know it was very roomy inside and we had enough storage for all of our all of our things the the bed was comfortable and unfortunately, we only got the towel animal the first night uh, of the cruise. But uh, but overall, the room was really, really well done, quiet, no complaints at all about the quality of the room. Very nice. Let's switch gears here and talk about food aboard Celebrity Millennium. And let's start at the uh, the Lido Deck uh, buffet area and work our way down. So what do you think of that area? There was the, I think they call it the Ocean View Cafe. Mm-hmm. It was good. You know, we had uh, a few of our lunches there and maybe one or two late night uh, pizza cravings satisfied there. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was, it, I think, pretty typical from uh, from what I'd seen at other cruise lines. The food was pretty good and it was well stocked and we were always able to find a, a place to sit. And how about the main dining room? Main dining room was really great. Uh, I think it's called the Metropolitan Grill. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had an early seating at six o'clock. And one of the things that really impressed me about the whole trip was the service, especially in the, the dining room. We loved our waiter and assistant waiter. Uh, the food came out. It was quick. Uh, service was quick. It was hot. Portions were reasonable. You know, it was really a good experience in the, in the main dining room. And what dining did you have? We had 6 p.m., okay. the early seating. Nice. And uh, I know there's a couple of specialty restaurants on Celebrity Millennium. Not a lot. Did you get to eat any, uh, any of those? Yeah, we ate at both of them. Uh, one night we had dinner Olympic, which is a very French style, lots of table side preparation, very, very high level of service. And I think that was probably our best dinner of the whole trip. Everyone in our, in our group of four really enjoyed that. And then we ate uh, another night at Cuisine, which they have fleet-wide, mm-hmm. and uh, that's more of a funky order from an iPad, and they have very sort of avant-garde presentation. We liked that meal, but I think Olympic really uh, took the prize as the, the best meal of the trip. Very nice. Now let's talk about entertainment aboard Celebrity Millennium. So on your seven-night sailing, uh, I'm sure there was a lot of nature and watching uh, the outdoors, but as far as the entertainment indoors, what do you think of it? You know, I think um, it was pretty good. It probably wasn't the best I've ever seen on a cruise ship. I think, uh, you know, it was was all right, pretty standard. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we went to the main showroom three out of the seven nights. I don't, you know, think it rises to the level of a full production like I've seen on Royal Caribbean and on Celebrity, but Mm -hmm. it was pretty good. Nice. Did you experience any of the nightlife throughout the ship? Yeah, we did. They had some, you know, parties uh, at various points during the cruise, and we liked uh, some of the live music in the lounges. Mm-hmm. Um, so those were pretty fun. They had some, uh, you know, 70s and, and 80s parties up at the uh, observation deck on the top uh, 
the top level of the ship, which was fun. You know, we, we did a variety of stuff uh, around the ship when we were not in port. Going from uh, Arizona to Alaska, was that a nice break for you in the summertime? Yeah, it was nice to need to wear a, a pair of pants uh, because uh, certainly in the summer you don't want to do that here in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, one thing that really defines a cruise ship is how it behaves during sea days as far as passenger flow and crowding and all of that. So how was Celebrity Millennium during sea days for you? Well, we really had uh, only two sea days. The first full day of the cruise, which we sailed past Harbor Glacier, was sort of like a sea day. And uh, it was, at certain points, tough to find the spot to view the glacier, especially on the um, helicopter pad, which they opened up during that day. But uh, most people were engaged in the, in the, the nature uh, that we were sailing past on that day. And then the sixth day of the cruise was also a full sea day. And on that day, before we got to Vancouver, the temperatures were already climbing up into the mid-70s. So there were a fair number of people at the pool, but we didn't have any problems finding space. And, and generally, everyone was, uh, was very courteous and well-behaved on, on those sea days. Does Celebrity do Alaska pretty well? I mean, you, you can compare it to Princess, who pretty much dominates Alaska. Is it a decent comparison? How would you uh, put them up against each other? You know, I think they have a pretty comparable offer, offering mm -hmm. compared to Princess. Princess does a few things, like with the Discovery Channel, and they tout that they have fresh, starting this year, they have fresh seafood on board with Princess. But, you know, I didn't really see a huge, huge difference on the cruise side of things. I know mm -hmm. that with Princess, they have their own lodges up in Denali and McKinley, which is something that most other lines don't have uh, in their in their product offering. But besides for that, it was a pretty comparable experience. And, you know, we, I had a great time last summer in Alaska with Princess and just as good a time this summer with Celebrity. Now, this was a seven-night southbound sailing, so you went from Seward down to Vancouver. What ports did you hit and which one was your favorite? We stopped uh, after Hubbard Glacier sailing past there. Uh, we stopped in Juneau, Ketchikan, Skagway, and Icy Strait Point. Mm-hmm. I think that my favorite was Juneau because of the excursions that we did there, which were whale watching, uh, where we saw over a dozen different whales wow. um, pretty close up. So that was pretty amazing. And then the Mendenhall Glacier Tour, which is just really a sight that, that everyone has to see. That was probably my favorite port. But then uh, in Skagway, we also did the Dog Musher Camp mm -hmm. up in the Yukon, and that was pretty fun too. The uh, Icy Strait Point, is that this, the, point, uh, the same port as Huna? Yes, it is. Do you, do you ever, have you ever watched Alaska Bush People? I have not. No. <laughs> they're a mess, but they are it's a show on Discovery and they uh they that's their kind of their base camp is uh is Huna. So I'd like to go there one day just kind of I'm a fan. Of, yeah, I'm a fan of the show and it's kind of deranged, but anyway. Okay, so very nice. So let's wrap things up here. Do you have any first time tips for people who may be sailing to Alaska or sailing on Celebrity Millennium? I would say the in terms of Alaska plan to do shore excursions, save up the money for them. There are some spectacular things to do and see there. But you have to get off the ship to experience mm -hmm. them. And I would suggest that you can save some money by booking your shore excursions through a third-party excursion company rather than the cruise line. They tend to have smaller groups and, and have a little bit better pricing, and they all guarantee that you won't miss the sailing. So that would be my advice for Alaska. Uh, for Celebrity, I would just say enjoy it. Try the specialty restaurants, especially uh, Murano, which is, they have on most of the ships, or Olympic if you go on some Millennium. The, the food there is excellent, and the service is excellent, so I, I don't think you can go wrong with, uh, with Celebrity. Okay, and final thoughts of Celebrity Millennium. Um, it's excellent. You know, it's really a great ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not, not too much to complain about. I like the fact that it was a little bit smaller. I think that that probably helps with the service level. 
Very nice. Well, it sounds like you had a great time aboard Celebrity Millennium. And I know you uh, did a couple of posts and put some pictures up of it. So if we want to find you online, where can we find you? Uh, you can find us at cruisescottsdale.wordpress.com. Okay, we'll also link to that in the show notes at cruiseradio.net. We've been talking with Noam. He just returned from a seven-night sailing southbound from Seward to Vancouver aboard Celebrity Millennium. Thank you so much for sharing your experience, and have a good evening. Thanks, Doug. Great to talk to you. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker from my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.